Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the message. Today, as we share the word that the Lord has laid on our hearts, um, I'm really, really thanking God. First and foremost, may I say compliments of the season again to every one of us. And as we come to the end, you know, of this calendar year, uh, that God indeed, like Pastor Mio was saying earlier on, it's important for us to be grateful and be thankful that he has counted you and I worthy to be able to share and see this day. Not only are we alive, but our mental faculties are right, which is why you can hear me now and comprehend everything that I'm saying. And I know that God indeed, who has indeed begun a good thing, is faithful to complete it in Jesus' name. As most of us would normally would do, we reflect on the year, how it has gone. But what an awesome, powerful testimony we heard earlier on from Sister Bernie. Can we just give God the glory, give God the praise, give God all the honor and all the adoration. You know, it's amazing how God can just, you know, single us out for his blessing. She used the word embarrassed with blessing. I said, a deluge of blessing. Someone today in the name of Jesus, even before this year ends, the Lord will overwhelm you with blessing in Jesus' name. Blessings will run after you and even overtake you in the name of Jesus. And so as I was reflecting on, Lord, what will you have me share with your people? And because usually and most people at this time of the year are thinking or reflecting on the year, how has the year gone? Has it what has God done? What has God not done? Ticking the boxes or unticking the boxes. I heard clearly in my spirit, you know, that one what we should be focusing on is not about what God has done. What we should really be looking into and what we should be doing is how well we individually have performed this year. How well have I done this year? How well have you done this year? Is what you have done, what I have done, is it pleasing unto God? Before we start listing again the number of things I want God to do, this was further narrowed down to reflecting on my conduct and speech with particular references in particular with the, to the speech. As we all know, words are powerful. Words can make or break. Words can heal or words can wound. Words can open doors or words can close doors. Words can bless and words can cause. May our words, may it be healing in Jesus' name. May our words open doors for us in the name of Jesus. I can go on and on, but I'm sure you all have a fair idea of which words have been spoken to you before in the past and how it's impacted on you. Or the words you have spoken and how perhaps it has impacted on other people. All of these words flow from the tongue. The words don't just jump out of our body. The tongue happens to be the source through which we actually speak these words. And which is why we'll be looking closely into the tongue that God has given each and every one of us today. And by the special grace of God, we're going to ask, is your tongue on point? Turn to your neighbor and say, is your tongue on point? Hallelujah. Ask it like a question. Is your tongue on point? Hallelujah. Many of us like to know, are we on point in our speech? Are we on point in our dressing? Are we on point on the social media? Are we on, you know, many, we like to say that, but the question today is, is your tongue 
on point. Can we turn our Bibles to two readings? The first one, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. Please, we'll be taking this from the NIV version. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. Matthew chapter 1, NIV version, and I read. This is how the birth of Jesus, uh, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. I don't know how many men can do that, but we thank God for Joseph. Verse 20, it says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Remember that he had prepared his mind to divorce her what? Quietly. Before the angel came. So he wasn't making a fuss. He, wasn't, he just let me deal with this as God would give me the grace to. May the Lord grant us the grace to wait. And wait patiently until such a time that the angel of the Lord will show up and teach us the way to go in Jesus' name. Verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. May each and every, as we're looking and reflecting on the season of Jesus, many of us focus on Jesus and Mary, but we all know the story of Jesus is not complete without mentioning Joseph. So it's important for us to just drop that in and we'll be taking a few things from that particular passage of scripture as we go on. The next one is James, please. James chapter 3. James chapter 3, remember the theme is, is your tongue on point, and that's the title of the message as well. James chapter 3 from verse 3, it says, When we put bits in the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take sheep as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Verse 5. Likewise, <laughs> the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is, is, is itself set on fire by hell. For those who allow that to happen, may that not be a portion in Jesus' name. Verse 7 says, All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Except we submit the tongue to the Lord. It means not our own self can actually tame that tongue. Verse 9 says, With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Can we answer that, please? Therefore, our own tongue too 
cannot have both fresh water and salt water flowing from it. And if it is, today marks the end of it in Jesus' name. It says, verse 12, My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Is your tongue on point? By the grace of God, as we look into this message today, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching from what God himself has dealt with me myself and is dealing with me to share with us all to do what God wants us to do. And we'll all get there in Jesus' name. In order to check if our tongue is on point, let's go through some self-appraisal questions here. To appraise means to consider carefully and form an opinion about someone or a situation. And many of us are familiar with work appraisals. Appraisal at workplace refers to the regular and in some cases yearly review of an employee's job performance and overall contribution to the company or organization. Dare I say from there, is your tongue contributed very well to the kingdom of God this year? Has mine contributed well to the company of the almighty Jehovah God? Praise the Lord. And we're going somewhere with this. No matter how well anyone believes that they have performed, before you have a work appraisal, there's always that bit of anxiety that, ah, what will happen? In fact, you're supposed to have done your self-appraisal before you go for the manager's one or your director's one or the next person. The good news that I've got for us today is no one is appraising you, but you yourself are going to appraise yourself. Praise the Lord. It is a self-appraisal. I did mine. I've done mine. And I'm trusting each and every one of us will also do ours too in Jesus' name. The outcome is between God and myself. Praise the Lord. So I'm trusting that every one of us in our appraisal, by God's grace, it will be between us and God, and God will be pleased with us in Jesus' name. God wants us all to do a self-appraisal before he does it for us. For us to have a year that we're going into 2022 to be a greater impact, one of the major areas that needs to be aligned with the word of God is our tongue. May our tongue not cancel the blessing of God in our lives in Jesus' name. There are quick things, some questions that will help us in, you know, doing this self-appraisal that I've listed here that I'll run quickly. The first one is, when was the last time you said something that shocked you after you said it? And you think, eh, where did that one come from? Think about it. Did you reflect on what made you say it and why? Has your tongue contradicted the promise of God in your life at any time this year? You know the things God has promised you. You know what he has said. And you've been confessing it. Year of divine progress. This is the promise. Has your very tongue contradicted it? Said the opposite of what God has said anytime this year? We're doing tongue appraisal. So nobody should say yes or no. Just be answering inside yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Next question. Have you found yourself making a judgment over a matter or someone else's situation which you yourself, you've never been through before? Look at her. Uh, look at how she be. Oh, if only. My goodness. And they call themselves Christians. Oh. Mm. Next question. When was the last time you engaged in a gossip or an idle talk about your fellow brethren or colleague in the office? Next question. The last time you sang and praised the Lord and gave him all the glory. And how did you feel? It was wonderful. It must have been an awesome experience. But my question is, how long did that last? And if it stopped, why did it stop? Why did that feeling evaporate? What did you and I do after, thereafter 
to see that feeling evaporating away? Did it make you feel closer to God continuously? And the last question under this self-appraisal, how long did that close feeling last and what made it disappear, as I have said? All of these questions are to just get us thinking as we go into the message today. I believe there are some solutions from the word of God to help us to align our tongue even to the word of God and to the will of God for ourselves and for our lives. The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, which I'm not quoting, I'm just paraphrasing, he cried out, he said, woe is me for I'm of unclean lips. And he asked that the coal of fire be put even on his only. A man that is highly, hugely anointed like that was the one that said that. You know, so if he could say that, this is to actually lay a foundation for each and every one of us. This is not a message for you to feel guilty, to feel bad, but it's for you to, and I to be able to know how we can get closer to God in readiness for the greater things that he has for us even in the year to come in Jesus' name. If he could do that, that means you and I, we have a lot as well of assessment and realignment to do in Jesus' mighty name. It's not necessarily what we say only that matters. It is what is done after what we have said. It is not the use of the wrong words only that matters. It is what is done after the use of wrong words that really matters. And that's where the crux of this message is going to be. The first thing that I want us to do as I go through some of the points that I believe would help us you know, what can we do to ensure our tongue is on point with the word of God? Number one point, identify and know your position as a true representative of God. Identify, know your position as a true representative of God. Second Corinthians here, chapter 5, praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 20. And I'm reading the NLT version of that particular uh, scripture, chapter 5, verse 20. It says here, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We're going further to ensure that our lives and where we go, we preach the word of God. We reach out to people. We encourage them. We, we witness about Christ. As true representatives of God, we know the earthly ambassadors that you see of nations, of different countries. They truly represent their countries. My question is, it's important that we know our own role. We remind ourselves of our position in Christ Jesus, that we are representing God, so that our speech and our conduct will reflect the God that we are representing. It's time we start to refuse even allowing praise and curses coming from the same lips. We need to refrain from making a mockery of our faith and continue to ensure we believe in God. Carry yourself with dignity. Carry ambassadors of every nation, wherever they are. They are, they are, they are not ashamed even of whichever country that they are representing. They make sure that they represent their country through and through. So wherever you know the things that are happening do not reflect God. As an ambassador of Christ, as an ambassador who knows they are in Christ Jesus and I'm here on earth to ensure that I do that which is pleasing to my father, 
Pack your bags and live there. Do not allow the things that are not right, that are not pleasing unto him, to continue to be what we would ensure that we would dwell in. An ambassador of Christ will carry themselves as such. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 tells us about us being a holy nation, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. Wherever you go, you carry that grace. You do not just say it, but you mean it. You do it in speech, in conduct. People should be able to see that truly this one is a child of God. May the grace to be able to do that may be our portion in Jesus' name. For we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Because you are special to God, there is not anything wishy-washy that can be thrown at you. You do not embrace everything that is fly. You know, there's a saying that the birds of the hair, they have many parts to fly, but it is not on your own head that it must spread. As an ambassador of Christ, reject everything that is not right. Right? Don't embrace it and it will not be your portion in Jesus' name. God has made sure that we are special people and we should declare the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. As ambassadors, we shall continually go to declare his praises even to the whole world out there in the name of Jesus. These are the end times. We do not need a revelation or a special prophet to tell us. And as the times are, are more evil, the Bible says we should redeem the times because the days are evil. We should redeem our time. Redeem your ambassadorial role. Make sure you don't waste it. Make sure you don't just drop it anywhere. Make sure you don't allow people to trample upon you. Make sure people don't overlook who you are in Christ Jesus. I'm not saying that you should go there and rule over them, but no, be confident in who you are. And don't bow down to any other pressures because of you don't identify who you are. Praise the Lord. I'm speaking as the Lord lays on my heart. I know most of us, many of us would like the scripture to say, yes, God will do it. He has told us many times he will do it. You know, we don't need too much reminders about he's already done it. It's for us to just walk into it. It's for us to confess it. It's the things that will make us to be able to enjoy the things that he has promised us is what we are talking about today. Because if we do not align our tongues with what he said he would do, we may not be able to get it, but may that not be our portion. In the name of Jesus. Number two point, don't expose your tongue to atmospheres that, strife, that stifle morality out of your life. I repeat that. Don't expose your tongue to atmosphere that stifle morality out of your life. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3, which we all know from the time when we were doing collaboration. Blessed is the man that walks not to the counsel of ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't walk. Don't stand. Don't sit. Amongst those who will ridicule the God that you claim to know. Amongst those who will ridicule the servants of God that you claim to believe in. That amongst those who will rubbish the faith. Amongst those who will condemn your boss at work. Don't stand. Don't walk. Don't sit. Sometimes people say, oh, these days nobody is walking and doing anything anymore. Don't also do it on social media. Because that is your word speaking. For out of the abundance of the heart, the word uh, let me put it this way. Paraphrase according to Pastor Ronke. For out of the abundance of the heart, the hand speaketh. So as your hand is going on that, know that your hand is flowing and saying the words that are coming from the outside. May the words that come out from the outside, even onto the social media pages, onto the Twitter, onto the Instagram, onto everything, may it be words that will glorify God. May it be words that will enrich somebody. May it be words that will build people up. May it be words that will draw people even unto him. In the name of Jesus, don't gather with 
with people that will talk down your colleague or your boss at work. Don't do it. You cannot be saying you're a Christian and then on the other hand, you're ganging up with people on how to pull someone else down. That shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Don't do it on social media either. Don't say to yourself, all I'm doing is I'm just listening. No, I'm only, I'm not partaking. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not listening. I'm, I'm not, I'm fine, no. I just listen to them and say, oh, people are wicked. Oh, how can, no, whatever you feed yourself with is what will come out. So flee from all what? Appearances of evil. It's important that each and every one of us, as we go forth into going into a year, that God will take us deeper, will take us higher, will use us mightily, will take us even to the things he has prepared for us, that we shun all appearances of evil. Am I saying going into a hiding cave? Am I saying, no, 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 but it, it, those particularly I want to say with all respect with uh, some of our young ones, it is tough, really. It is really difficult out there. The time that you are growing in is slightly different from the times that we grew. There are people that you won't believe they can pretend to you that yes they are Christians, it's all good, it's alright but the words that come out, the profane words that come out, you know you may say I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it, but after you have stayed around something for a long time sometimes you will even be saying it you don't even know you are saying it, so it's important that we choose even the company that we stay in and the company that we align ourselves with so that God truly can be glorified in our life don't expose your tongue to atmospheres that will stifle morality out of your life. Praise the Lord. Number three points quickly. Establish and be convinced that God cannot change his promise concerning you. I, I can preach a whole message on this one. Establish and be convinced that God cannot change his promise concerning you. Know God for yourself. Don't know God through somebody else's experience. I'm not saying someone experience, someone else's experience is not good, but I'm just saying don't be let, don't let someone else's experience be the only way that you can relate to God. Know God for yourself. Know God, how he helped you through those difficult times. How he took you through those challenges. When it looked like there was no more last penny in your account. How God saw you through. How God saw your family through. How God saw your wife, saw your children. Know God for yourself. Know God that how he, how he expressed himself to you. It could be in a dream. It could be in a workplace. It could be as you're coming to church. It could be just as you're about to go into something that could have made your life come to a standstill and go. Know God for yourself. And there's nobody that God does not reveal himself to. God can reveal himself to anyone at any level as long as you desire. And as you know that you have claimed that you are a child of God, you've given your life to him, know him for yourself. When you know God, when you know that you know that you know, there's nothing anybody's bringing to you that will shake you. But if you're thinking, ah, the God of my father, the God that what my dad says, what my mom says, or what my uncle says, or what pastor says, I'm telling you, pastor will stand before God and account to God for himself. Know God for yourself. Know God that his promises concerning you cannot change. Don't change your confession. It's still under this point. Don't change your confession of the promise of God because of a temporary challenge. So you're temporarily unemployed. You're temporarily in ill health condition. You're temporarily having challenges in your marriage. You're temporarily, no matter what situation you're having, I say to you, it is what? Temporary. If you're able to look at it as a temporary situation, you will know that everything that God has said he would do, he would do. Don't allow, let God be true and let every man be a liar. 
God's promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. He is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he a son of man that he will what? Repent. Whatever man has promised you, even the best of man can fail you. But God never fails. He is the same God. He is the same Jehovah God. He is the Jehovah Jireh. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. When it looks like all things are come to like a, a standstill, looks like there's no way, it looks like there's no solution, still go back to God. Go back to him. Lord, I know I called upon you in the beginning. Why is this happening? Why is this happening right now? He will explain to you. He will lead someone to you. He will show you a word. He will encourage you. He will let you know that he has you in control. Even when you think that everything is all finished, he sure got it all covered. I say God's promises concerning you, it does not change because of what you're going through. And so, don't let your confession change. The last person that did that in the Bible, she regretted it. I like to refer to the story of Rachel. She has been packaged from heaven to be the matriarch of Jacob's family. And you know what she did? Because of waiting, because of the period of waiting to have a child, what did she do? She kept arguing her husband. Hey, what's happening? Why is my whole life like this? Thank God Hannah was not like that. So it does not mean that because somebody is going through a situation, everybody has to do that. No. Don't say because somebody is jobless, everybody has to go through anger and pain and being moody and being depressed. No. As young boys, don't go through, oh, because I'm in university, uni is difficult, it is stressful, and therefore you have to give up. No, because it's not everybody that's giving up. If Hannah could wait and stay, what happened? Why didn't Rachel wait? Even Hannah didn't have so much promise about her. She was just the wife of father of Samuel. Are you with me? But Rachel, God already had packaged her from heaven. Particularly for those who God, there's promises upon your head, upon your life. Be very careful. Because the devil will toy with that, with, that, with that package. He will toy with that promise. Rachel, supposed to be the matriarch. You know what she did? She said to her husband, give me children or I die. Ah, you will not die before your blessings in Jesus' name. You will not die with the confession you made in your mind in the name of Jesus. Don't. Because of what you're going through, don't let your confessions change. Don't let your tongue lead you to destruction. Don't let your tongue lead you to death. She will never enjoy the blessing of her children. Will that not be your portion in the name of Jesus? Because you don't have a job today, and therefore you now have to go and give up and think, oh, what's the whole point? What's even the point of serving this God? I'll just take anything and anything, any job that I see, whether it glorifies God, whether it is a Christian's job, whether it's not a glorifying God, I will just do it. When you do it, the devil will take you for toast. I said the devil makes one to think that, ah, if I just do it, at the end of the day, it will change God's mind. It will not change God's mind, though. It won't change God's mind because God's word never changes. Whatever he has, if he has said you are the head, you will remain the head. If he has said that he have blessed you, you are high and you are above and not beneath, he has already settled it. He is not going to think of anything else in between to say, maybe you are not, or maybe, you know, like children who are throwing tantrums. Hey, if you don't give me the sweets, hey, if you don't give me this money, hey, if you like do that 10 times, it will not change God because whatever he has said, the parent knows that he's going to give it to you anyway. So wait till your change comes. May the Lord grant us grace to wait. May the Lord grant us the grace to confess our rights. May the Lord grant us the grace to believe God even unto the uttermost in the name of Jesus. For let God be true and every man be a liar. You will never cancel your blessing with negative confession. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not die before seeing your promises. You will not die before testifying of the goodness of God. Because it says, though it may tarry, wait. 
He said that tarry how many times? Twice. In one scripture. Ah, it looks like it is way. Ah, 2021 is about to come to an end. So what? Is God coming to an end? Is your life coming to an end? Is his promise is coming to an end? As what he has said changed. So don't change your confession. Rather begin to hold on to the word of God and you will wait to see the promise of God concerning your life in the name of Jesus. Very quickly because of time. I've got another point here that I love as well so much. Stop before you put your mouth into gear when you are angry. I repeat that. Stop before you put your mouth into gear when you are angry. Anger is such an evil spirit. When the spirit of anger comes upon some people, it totally transforms them. You can't even believe that they're the same. That's why I believe it's a spirit. Just like fear is a spirit. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and stay not. Learn to walk away from an angry situation. Go and calm down before speaking. Joseph, the husband of Mary, mother of Jesus, learned the act of walking away from an eruptive situation. I was reading it again and my eyes just jumped out. How many people can really do that? Because sometimes I always say, oh, the angel appeared to him, don't worry, you'll be okay. No, no, no. The angel did not appear to him when he discovered that his wife was pregnant. Too. And I don't know how many men, you know, would be able to say, yes, ah, it doesn't matter, I will do it quietly. No, in fact, public announcements, social media, everybody, come and see what has happened to me, because that's the latest thing now. People leave uh, things in the court of public opinion for people to now begin to have sympathy and, and you know, fight for you. People cannot fight for you. They only add salt even into injury. But Joseph, by the grace of God, he learned how to walk away from an eruptive situation. Some other versions of the Bible says that he was a righteous man. May the Lord be able to count us as righteous men and women in Jesus' name. If he had erupted like a volcano, his name would never have been associated today with, the, with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Sometimes when it feels like this is, I'm going to break everything, I'm going to destroy everything, this is the last thing, I'm not going to take it, I will give you the peace of my mind. How many pieces will you give? You've given one piece, another piece, all the pieces are gone and the heart itself is also shaking right now. He needs a special cardiac monitor to be able to resuscitate the heart. You cannot keep giving the pieces of it because when you do that, you're actually damaging yourself. When you see a situation that looks like it is it's truly, genuinely, you're angry, Hold your tongue. Someone say, hold your tongue. Because when you speak, the things that will come at you, yourself, you'll be shocked at it. You won't believe. You know, I, it was like, I, I just had this picture as I was preparing this. That it's like a volcano, a real volcano that, you know, is about to erupt. And in actual fact, the volcanic mountain, when it, when it, when it comes up and it throws out the lava, you know the lava that it throws out is what? It's poisonous. Everybody has to begin to run and make sure that no living thing can survive the lava of a volcanic eruption. And even after that time, imagine a, a volcano that has never erupted before, and then it starts erupting. That mountain, the way they used to look at it is no longer the way they will look at it. So there's no gain in you just throwing a, an anger, a fit of anger and saying everything. The words that you throw away and you say, when they drop to the ground, you cannot pick them up anymore. 
In fact, some people will say they're like eggs. You know, like the what when the when the egg, the shell of the egg, when it is shattered, you cannot put it to pieces. And I began to reason. In real life, when we cook eggs, what do you do? The minute you break that egg, you see that you make scrambled egg, boiled egg, omelets, whatever different, different types of egg, it can never go back to its original state. If that egg drops on the floor, in fact, you scoop everything and you throw it what? Into the and you come into the room, what will you still be smelling? But will you be thinking of that egg in a good light? No. May your words not be one that will drop to the ground like an egg that is useless and scooped away for no good. And the smell thereafter for years will continue to be something that will be referred unto you. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. As we are talking about holding our tongue and making sure that our tongue is on point, these are the things I believe, part of the things that will help us to know how our tongue can be on point. May our tongues be that which will speak praise, which will bring forth the goodness of the Lord, the fruit of our lips, giving praise unto God, thanksgiving, healing, abundance. May people see us and know that, you know, sometimes when you, <laughs> when you play the message or voice message, some voices when you hear is so soothing. You want to listen, you play it again. But some messages you just say, like, Holy Spirit, can I just do something? May, the, may our voices be one that will bring good news in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Very quickly. The next point I've got here is gain mastery. M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Gain mastery over your tongue. Don't allow your tongue to rule you. I like that in James chapter 1 verse 26. You know, because when we're reading James chapter 3 earlier on, some people will be justifying it. Ah, they say you can't control the tongue. So what's the problem? Why is she talking? And nobody can control the tongue. No, you know the scripture, when the scripture is written, you will see another scripture that further explains what that scripture is saying. James chapter 1 verse 26. I like the NLT version and I'll read here. The point I said is gain mastery over your tongue. Don't allow your tongue to rule over you. Verse 26 says, if you claim to be religious, I want to use that religious there as if you claim to be a Christian, but don't control your tongue. You are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. May our faith not be worthless. When we have spoken to our colleagues and friends, neighbors, we have told them we are Christians, may they not begin to think, are we sure this is what the Christian life, may our tongue not make people turn away from Christ in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. A man who does not have control over his tongue has opened the door for intruders. Hey, it's like intruders. Also, imagine your home. You go to sleep at night. You don't shut the door. Every, in fact, in London now, foxes will come into your home. Praise the Lord. Before thieves come, foxes will come. They will ravish and ravage everything and destroy it even if they don't even climb into your own bed with you. So intruders will come when you allow your tongue to just be let loose. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. You know, so don't think you must have an opinion over everything. It's not a new point. It's still under this control. Some people feel if I've not registered my opinion. No, 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 no. It's not every time you have to talk. But if you think you're an ambassador like we started, your words must be few. When you speak, they must be pungent words. They must be words that people would think about. Mm, I like that point. 
I'm, these are things I'm speaking to my, because me, I always like to just also try and say something. I'm learning to keep quiet now. It's important, not everything you must speak about. Because the words that you say is what they will hold on to. Some people have lost their jobs because of that. Some people have lost their partners because of that. Some people have been in a situation that is like everybody must hear. You have the loudest voice in that conversation. And therefore, as you're leaving that place, the person will say, mm, that's somebody to watch out for. Let your words be few. You know, be quick to listen, but be what? Slow. I'm not the one quoting this in the Bible. Be slow to speak. I'm not saying become, change your personality. I'm just saying have control. Don't let your mouth say, hey, I feel like speaking, I feel like speaking, I must say something, I must say something. Don't, because if you're driven by your tongue, it means you have no control over it. It means intruders will come in. It means it will be taken over by other things and other things that you yourself would not even like even to identify with. Words indeed, as I said earlier on, are like eggs. May the words that we speak, may they be chosen and be led by the Spirit of God that will glorify this name in the name of Jesus. May the words we speak, may they not be the ones that will be smelling long afterwards. You know, may they not be the words that, you know, after we have spoken it, ah, ah, and this person said they're a Christian. May that not be our portion. Quickly, the next point. Seek to make peace, even if you're on the right. This happened to me recently. Seek to do what? Make peace, even if you are on the right. Don't, ah, look, I know I'm the right one. That person is the one that uh, you know, has done the wrong thing. I know the, the Spirit of God is not in them. And for me, when I have the Spirit of God, I'm not going to associate myself with that because I'm not going to allow, ah, ah, no, 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 I can't drag myself. You are not speaking God, you are speaking yourself. Seek to make peace, even if you're on the right. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, praise the Lord. Matthew 5, 23. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, I'm waiting. Praise the Lord. I'm being slow to speak. Hallelujah. <laughs> Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice unto God. Many Christians will like, oh, I love my God, my God is good. But sometimes, these are real basic fundamental things that we don't do. And the Bible tells us in another scripture because of time, that it can hinder what? Our prayers. May our prayers not be hindered. When you know, even if you are the one that is on the right, and you know this person, you know this person, as we are sitting here and making our faces, some people have up to five people that they have something against. Before you leave this service, go and meet them so that your prayer will not be hindered. There's no point counting 21, 2021, 2022, 2023. And you are still carrying this heavy weight. May every weight as it may easily be set. You may they be shared today in the name of Jesus. Go and meet that brother or sister. Let it go. Let it go. Drop it. Leave it. So it can be lighter. So it can be free. So that your prayers can ascend unto heaven. So it can have a testimony. So that you can have a good heart. So you can sleep well. Some people are not sleeping. No. My goodness. If you know that someone, go and meet them. Speak to them. You know, because sometimes, some of these things, is not because you really mean bad. I was in a meeting recently and I was speaking and just because instead of saying uh, your, instead of saying our, I said your, it looked as if I'm trying to say that person 
was the one that was wrong. But the minute I heard, I went to meet the person. Slip of tongue can happen to anybody. Why don't you go and speak? And by the time you clear the air, the devil wants to bring division. The devil does not want the work of God even to go better. The devil does not want unity because how good and pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. It says it is like the dew, the dew that flows from heaven, that goes from the beard of Baron down to his garments. And there, God does what? He commands his blessing. But he will do it only in unity. Moving on very quickly. Praise the Lord. The next point I've got here, which I want to finish off on, is on know and discover at least, I just say at least, it should be more than that, but at least, at least one word of God that has become personal to you concerning your situation. So you're trusting God for a job, trusting God for a partner, trusting God for a property. Brother and sister, which scripture are you holding on to? What is that word of God that has become your own personal? I'm not saying the one that is being said generally. Because when you read the word of God and you study the word of God, there is the logos of the word, which is just the reading. Then there is the rema of the word, which is the revelation. Which word have you caught a revelation on concerning your situation? So much so that when the devil comes, when the accuser of the brethren comes, you'll be able to stand like Jesus and say, get thee behind me, Satan. It's written. What is the, it is written that you are holding on to. Instead of confessing what is not right. When was the last time you confessed it is written? It is written that whatever the Lord has spoken, concerning me, it is settled. His word forever, oh Lord, is settled in my life. He is my way maker. He says he will make a way where there seems to be no way. He is the lifter up of my head. None of the words of God that he has spoken will return to him void. But it shall come and accomplish and prosper in the thing in which it is sent. Ah, what is this? It is written that you are holding on to. Are you holding on to that he has made you a fruitful bearer. He has made you a joyful mother of your children. Are you holding on to the word that says that you shall be like the fruitful vine? Are you holding which word are you holding on to? What is your it is written? What is the word that says to you even in old age you will still bear forth fruit? What is the word? What is the word? What is the promise that you know you can lay claim when you are asleep like this that they can wake you up and you can say ah, I forget the things that are behind me. I press on even to the great things ahead of me. No, the word that you are holding on to, that word will work for you. That word will deliver you. That word will lift you up. You need to know the word for yourself. Hey! It has to be a remember because no one else can do it for you. So if you don't read the Bible, if you don't even look at it, if you don't study it, how can it jump at you? How can it become your it is written? How can it be what you use to war? Because the word of God is, is, is what you use for your warfare. It is not this tongue that you're saying. Because when you speak by yourself, you will say rubbish things. You know, one of the things the young ones these days say is, oh, I'm rubbish. Oh, I hate it when I hear my one saying that. What do you mean you are rubbish? Hey, because it's like the slang that they use. You are not rubbish. 
You are far, far from rubbish. You are a precious child of God. You are above and not beneath. God has spoken good concerning you. From the foundations of the earth, God has called you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Everything that God has spoken concerning you is good. And everything that God has said is what we need to hold on to. We need to know the word for ourselves. We need to speak those words. That is how to be on point. When you are able to speak the word, regardless of everything, because you know that word is deep on the inside of you. I beseech you by the message of God. Don't leave this auditorium today. Don't leave or turn off the word you are hearing online today without knowing your personal rema, which is, it is written concerning you. You are allowed to put your name there. I, I am the child of God. I am a joyful mother of my children. I am the head and not the tail. I know what God has said, that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. He makes a way in the wilderness. He creates rivers in the desert. He, he says even the jackals and the ostriches, they will honor me because I have given drink to my people, to my chosen that they may go forth to declare my praise. You need to know your it is written. What is it that God has? If you don't know, start from Isaiah 58 verse 12. Where you are rooted, where you are grounded. What does Isaiah 58 verse 12 say concerning us even in this church? They that shall be of us shall build the old waste places. They shall be called the repairers of the bridge and the restorer of the past dwelling. You are a builder. You are a restorer. You are the one that will repair. You are the one that will live even for generations to come. If you start from there, God will open your eyes. Begin to claim your it is written. Know your word. Know the word of God. Don't know the word of somebody else. Don't know the word of someone, someone, someone that said somewhere. Know the word. And the word will work for you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who supports our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero, or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.